What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Listen to 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, Wallet Hub just released its ranking of 2023's most fun states in America. The rankings hmm. are based on two key categories, entertainment and recreation, plus nightlife. Can you guess where California is ranked? I'm going number one. George, what do you think? <sighs> number one state? Um, I mean, I'm going to say California because there's a lot of different kind of things you can do, but it's, I'm guessing it's not going to be California. It is California. Oh, you guys okay. are right. Good job. All right. Because you said it was recreation, and what was the other one? Yeah, so for entertainment and recreation, the factors mm-hmm. included the number and variety of fun attractions like amusement parks, movie theaters, beaches, golf courses, national parks, ski resorts, and restaurants. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is nightlife, and they looked at the number of bars per capita, beer and wine prices, time of last call, movie costs, and the number of music festivals, performing arts venues, and casinos. Mm-hmm. Fitness and weather were also considered. Florida, Nevada, New York, and Illinois rounded out the top five. Illinois? And, yeah. Huh. I think they have a lot of casinos there. And plus, you know, Chicago's cool, right? Yeah, Chicago. Um, Chicago's is- a great summer city, but man, yeah, it is cold. It. I literally was there on Memorial Day weekend or in that same range in May covering LeBron's first um, Eastern Conference Finals uh, when he left Cleveland to go to the Heat. And I, I checked the Weather Channel app. And I was like, oh, it's going to be in the 60s. I'm like, ah, I'll just take like a zip up or whatever just in case at night. I arrived. It was 30 degrees with flurries mm-hmm. in May, at the end of May. Oh, George, that's nothing, man. I can remember way, way, way back when I signed as a free agent with the Chicago Bears. I thought there's no way I could ever really make this team because it's just too damn cold here for me to play. In June at like mini camps, it was freezing and raining and miserable. Now, summertime, July, August, September, gets nice. I'm telling you, man, Chicago. You didn't sign as a free agent with the Chicago Bears. Okay, I just lied about that as well. Okay, just for the sake of talking about weather. No, he really is lying. You didn't play for the Bears. Yeah, I thought you said you played for the Lions. I had three contracts: Chargers, Chargers, Lions, and Bears. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. But did you were you lying or not? Because we never know with you. No, I'm That's saying true. that is, I was I was in mini camp with these guys. Everything we you say, Cap, we have to question now. I know. Okay. I mean, if you if you feel that way, I mean, just Google it. It's let's a, see. You know, is it in your? Is it in your wiki? You probably edited your own Wikipedia. Oh God! <laughs> well, you can now, tell if that's now. Okay. You would now. How would I know how to edit? Well, you Wikipedia? don't. That's, yeah. that's true. Right. Yeah, Chicago is only a city you go to in the summer. Right. Yeah, July, August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I'll be there. Well, there's October. a Scott Kaplan biography for a biography ESPN UK. Let me see. Oh really? Oh. By the see. way, Mississippi. Oh wait, dead birthplace last. Boca Raton, Florida. Is that you? Wait, what are we talking about here? ESPN UK. Uh huh. Has a uh, Scott Kaplan. It says unknown, and it says birthplace Boca Raton, Florida. Mm, not my birthplace. No. Oh. You're Coral Springs, no? Uh, I wasn't born there, but I was. Uh, I lived there. Went to high school there. Yeah. I believe you, Cap. It's all good. Yeah, that's all right. It didn't last long, unfortunately. You know, I thought that was like my team. I thought that was my chance, you know? I was like, gosh, it's too damn cold here. I, well, who am I kidding? Oh, like, man. Who am I really kidding? You know? I can't play in this weather. There's a anyway. Scott Kaplan who also has a trial of the century in Illinois. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I should and, call and him. And it's also a divorce. <laughs> a divorce. I should call him see how he's doing. I should give him some brotherly <laughs> love. <laughs> when I Googled, advice. that's what came up. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah. I, cold I, I know cold in Chicago. Yeah.
Yeah, well, minicamp, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. So anyway, that is what you need to know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Oh, I was so miserable back then. Ugh. Were you, did you have the man bun then? I, I didn't. It was probably the man bun was on the verge of coming. You know, there was a rookie, a guy by the name of Rashan Salam. Oh, yeah, Colorado. Yeah, Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, this guy, he was some kind of super world-class athlete. He was. And uh, I was like this undrafted free agent kicker, and they had this fitness test. And you had to run like 20 100-yard sprints, and each one had to be under like 16 seconds or something like that. I'm like, yeah. how am I going to do this? Right. I can't do this. Yeah. So I just hung on to this guy for as long as I could because he was getting just baked the night before. So I'm like, maybe I can right. hang on to he this was, guy. You know, it's funny when you think about it, not to go, I know we're going to talk basketball, but we can talk basketball the rest of the show. But if you really think about it, you actually brought up something that I think is fascinating. Rashan Salam and Ricky Williams, mm-hmm. differently, right? Like Ricky Williams had a lot more success in the NFL. But both guys' careers derailed by marijuana. Like, do you realize how ridiculous that sounds in 2023? Yeah, I know. Like like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, especially not in California, people were like, oh my God, he's talking about weed. Yeah, because Rashawn, you know? Sal- I mean, Ricky Williams was like 2004. Remember when he just said, when he failed the drug test, he was just, I'm just tired of masking these drug tests. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, he pitched a 10 in Australia and like Dan Lebedard was the only person he'd talked to. That was like pre-Twitter and like social media. And it was one like I think it was like the last big story to me that newspapers mattered because the remember he was the Heisman Trophy winner he was the number one overall pick he was like this uh, person that was like people didn't understand in a big big way right and he wasn't like this Dennis Rodman character that some people were portraying him as as a matter of fact it was the opposite he was like super had like anxiety issues and things like that but, but the he, Rodman thing came from the cover of ESPN the magazine right because of the when dress he wore the wedding he wore dress with, yeah. with Mike Didka mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that was like, to me, one of the last big stories that I remember, like every morning I was like, I need to see what Ricky Williams is saying. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because it was the strangest thing I'd ever seen, um, at that point. We are like historians here today. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh, But we're also old, but it was like, but when you think about it now, and by the way, Ricky actually has a cannabis company called Heisman, H-I-G-H-S-M-A. Oh, that's funny. Which is hilarious. That's very funny. Um, Good for him. Um, And he's brilliant. Like, he's one of the smartest dudes you'll ever come across. I don't know him super well. Um, But yeah, like, I always felt like, man, what a misunderstood character because, I mean, Cappy, there were a couple of years there where he was out of control, oh, the yeah. best running back in the league. Yeah. I mean, he was amazing. And he had the body, you know. He but, would punish but, dudes. Like, we talk about Derrick Henry now. Now, he wasn't as big as Derrick Henry. No, not as tall. But he was like Earl Campbell. Right. The Earl new Campbell version thick. of Earl Campbell. Right. Where if you, he was so thick, and he's a mm-hmm. San Diego kid. Mm-hmm. He was so thick that when guys tried to tackle him, it hurt the guys trying to tackle him. Yeah, yeah. He had that Herschel Walker big giant leg, just hit somebody with your your thigh kind of a, a running style. And and I loved him because um, even in New Orleans, like he wore the dark visor. Now, yeah, part of right. that we found out later was because of his anxiety. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, But I just thought that that was just like a cool look. You know what I mean? In the NFL back then, like just mm-hmm. to have that dark. You didn't see anybody with it other than him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was. And then LaDainian Tomlinson, I guess, used it later, right? Mm-hmm. Afterwards. That's right. Um, but. Yeah, like him and Rashan Salam, because Rashan Salam won the Heisman in 1994, right? Sounds about right. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, somewhere in the mid 90s, because that's when this period of time was that we were just talking about. 
You know, it's a long ass time ago. Yeah, Jeez. both guys because of weed. Like, who cares? Well, back then people did care. Yeah, you know? and he passed away. You know, obviously rest yeah. in peace for Jean Zalon. Right. He passed yeah. away like six, seven years ago. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just so dumb. Like, uh, oh, God. Well, it's funny. One of our uh, one of our circle of trust members yeah. put out a video earlier today. In the circle, I don't know if you saw it or not. Yeah. Oh, and, but by the way, tell your story about Rashawn. You and Rashawn. Well, no, it was real simple. I mean, the guy. Listen, back then, you know, you, you, everybody was worried about drug tests. Right. So the night before this this big, you know, fitness test, he's out there, you know, he's getting high as can be, and I'm like, well, I can't keep up. I'm not an athlete like these guys are. So I just stood next to him, and he ran. He was wearing like one of those full like sweat suits, like like a plastic garbage bag where he was trying to sweat it all out. And me, I was wearing nothing. I was wearing like a jock strap. Because I couldn't have anything else to to like you know be weight on my body to slow me down, yep. but I didn't want to lose to this jerk of a of a strength coach who was running the test. Yeah. So you know? by the way, I didn't know Rashawn Salam was also a San Diego kid. He is uh, Rashawn Salam and Ricky Williams. But well, I, mean, I knew so here, Ricky, right? Yeah, That's so who I these, referred to. Yeah. These two guys that you're talking about. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But yeah, the weed stuff to me is so stupid now. Yeah, but somebody posted today in the Circle of Trust. I think it was Big E. Somebody can check me on this. And he was showing a like a television news report from back in probably like the 70s when when drinking and driving and using your seatbelt were becoming like law. Hey, you're not allowed to drink and drive anymore. And they got this guy and he's like, well, I think it's really terrible that a fella oh, yeah, yeah. goes to work yeah. for 12 hours a day and wants to have a couple of beers on his way home. What's wrong with that? Right. And then yeah. this girl, she's yeah. like, I can't believe they're making me put on a seatbelt. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're going to be a communist country. Like, that is probably the tenor of what was going on back then. At right. least These damn places. hippies that want to smoke weed. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just want to drink a beer and get in my car and go home. Yeah, I've seen that same video. But yeah, Pretty it, funny. it was... That sucks, man. Like, because I wish those guys would have gotten a fair shake, you know, to be what they could have been in the NFL. But, but you know, you talk about Ricky Williams having his own weed brand now. Yeah. Athletes love to get done with yeah. their game, or even if they are, and they love to get into wine, right? Yeah. Oh, I want to get into the winemaking bit. I love wine. Yeah. I'm a big star. Wine is a Please hard wine. business, bro. Wine. Okay, then now the new thing, I think everybody knows Cannabis, the new thing. right. Well, no, the new thing is tequila, right? LeBron's hey, got hey, a tequila. Hey. Tequila mandala. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I was at Kevin Hart on Friday night. Kevin Hart's got a tequila that he promotes. Not as so, good as Mandela, though. Uh, well, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably not. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, my point is that wine, tequila, I'm telling you, if you're an athlete, now's the time to cannabis. Get, get into the cannabis Well, Mike world. Tyson, also into cannabis. You know, this buddy of mine, a guy named Kyle Turley, do you remember him? Yeah, about the yeah New Orleans of course. Saints? Yeah. Remember he threw his helmet against the Jets on like a Monday Night Football game? Yes, he became famous for that? Yeah. He yeah. got his own weed brand, too. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, real quick, I just want to shout out, um, you mentioned Tequila Mandala. Our guys, Kirk and Craig Cartosian um, of Tequila Mandala, are helping put on a really cool basketball event this weekend at CSUN. Or not, is it this week? Yeah, it is this weekend. Um, Team Armenia versus Team France, like the legit national teams, are going to play a friendly right in our backyard in the Valley, out in Northridge, um, at CSUN. It's Friday, June 16th, and Saturday, June 17th at CSUN, Cal State Northridge, at their premier uh, America Credit Union arena. It's a small arena. It's like 2,500 people. Um, Tickets are are still available, uh, but they're going fast. So go to Armenia Basketball on IG, or go to their website, armeniabasketball.com, to get your tickets uh, on Eventbrite, and it's a perfect way for dads and their families to enjoy Father's Day weekend before Father's Day. So if you want, if you love basketball and you want to see uh, high-level uh, international basketball, Team France, uh, no victor, um, uh, to my knowledge, but uh, but nonetheless, the rest of the guys will be there, and uh, Team Armenia at CSUN. So make sure you go check it out. 
Well, listen, that maybe maybe that's why I am still this way, because I'll tell you right now, the Tequila Mandala guys kept feeding it over to me, man. They just kept on coming. The, they kept on you pouring. Need, you need the Z-Biotics. So. Yeah, All right, they, coming up next, let's get into Michael Malone saying that the um, they're going to be a dynasty, the Nuggets, and what that means for the Lakers, the Clippers, the West, uh, and what the teams in the East, the top teams in the East will do, Miami, Philly, uh, Boston, and, and Milwaukee. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ooh, a little LL Cool J. By the way, Bergman's going to come in here and um, tell you about something, by the way. Tell me something or tell everybody something? I mean everybody, but you too. It's a you thing, Cappy. It is kind it's of a you thing. thing. I'm going to make it my last question in Radio Tinder, so yeah. I'll be prepared. Yeah, Bergman is going to be in here. It'll be the last question in Radio Tinder. I'll be... Okay. Uh, I would have wanted to know after he asks you if you would have wanted to know over the phone or via Zoom. Oh, that's person, true. You know, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely over Zoom or the phone. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just do it. Over the airwaves counts too, right? Yeah. Over the airwaves apparently now. Over the air is fine by me as well. Yeah. Also good. It's been I nice, no, no, nice got, knowing you. I got no shame. Yeah. I got no shame at all. Yeah. You can do uh, it right over the air. So, Cappy, Michael Malone. Do we have the Michael Malone audio? Sure do. Michael Malone. Um, said this at the podium, said this with SVP last night, said it, um, I believe, on NBA TV as well. He said it everywhere, that they're not satisfied. He actually quoted Pat Riley. I don't know if this is the same one that you have. Yes. Um, and talked about just kind of what it takes, like when you're building a team, and it's something he's kind of, it's been stuck with him. And yes, Kamenetsky brothers, I wasn't the actual one that referenced Pat Riley in this this occasion. So let's hear from Michael Malone. You know, um, Pat Riley uh, said something many years ago. I used to have it up on my board when I was a head coach in Sacramento, and I talked about the evolution uh, in this game and how you go from a nobody to an upstart, and you go from an upstart to a winner, and a winner to a contender, and a contender to a champion. And the last step is after a champion is to be a dynasty. So we're not satisfied. We accomplished something this franchise has never done before, but we have a lot of young, talented players in that locker room. And I think we just showed through 16 playoff wins um, what we're capable of on the biggest stage in the world. And so he's ready. Like, he's like, we've got a young team. We've got a team that's going to be together for a while. This is what we want to do. Now, dynasty doesn't mean three-peat like the Bulls or the Lakers or whatever. I mean, the Spurs were a dynasty, and they won five over 15 years. You know what I mean? Like, and so do I think the Nuggets are going to be in the conversation over the next several? Absolutely. There's no question about it, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it is interesting to hear him talk about that. I can't help but think to myself, 
Um, I know, I, I think I've told you this before, but um, when Deion Sanders won, finally won a Super Bowl, you know, he'd, he'd gone from team to team to like, I'm trying to remember, Atlanta. I think the Niners then, was, the, was the first one yeah. he won. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know if you ever heard the story or not, but, but it, Deion tells it that after he won the Super Bowl, he actually tried to commit suicide. Did you, have you ever heard this story? I've heard it. I don't remember the details, but okay, I have heard right. the story. So, so here's the thing. The reason he felt that way is because he, he thought that when he reached the mountaintop, when he won the Super Bowl, when he had the fame and the money and the ring and everything else, that life was going to be different the next day, you know? And then the sun came up, and life was the same. It's just that the season was over, and yeah, they won. It's interesting to hear Michael Malone talk about this because I wonder, do they have the mindset to enjoy this and, and like soak this in? Because there is no guarantee that you'll ever get back. You know, listen, I think people probably, George, a couple years ago, thought Milwaukee might be a team that could potentially be a dynasty. And they still could be. That is true. Yeah. But but they, they won one, and they haven't gotten back yet. Yeah. Okay? As, as Giannis said, it's a process. It's a building thing. It's not a failure. You know, when, when we're done at the end yeah. of, the, of the career, maybe we'll look at it and decide then. But it, it seems so interesting to me to hear somebody not celebrating per se, but rather already thinking about this isn't enough. I'm not satisfied. There's a part of me that kind of really feels sad for him, and then there's another part of me that respects the ever-living hell out of him. You know? Correct. I mean, listen, Cappy, I think that uh, we shouldn't uh, you know, be satisfied with just one show of the year victory. Oh, I would totally agree with that. Like, I don't think that they handed us the Mandy on Saturday night. I was like, okay, mic drop. That's it. We're good. Yeah. I think this is a battle between uh, these shows uh, for years to come. Yeah, that's right. And that's why you got to evolve. You know what I'm saying, George? Like, you got to look at what you did this past year on film, and you go, yeah, we won the championship, but what are we going to do? Are we going to just do the exact same stuff next year and expect the same results? Right. That's not going to happen because everybody else is going to make adjustments. Right. Um, speaking of which, uh, That's what it, we got to do. When I look at the Lakers, do you think they're close? Are the Lakers and the Nuggets close? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're close enough that the Lakers could lose four straight games to the Nuggets, and the games would be competitive. They're close. Yeah, are I, they? I, I don't think they're far. I would agree with that. Yeah, they're not. They're not. The Nuggets just won the championship, and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. Distance between the two. The distance between the two is they played head-to-head. Denver won all four games. All four games were competitive, but Denver was sweep right. better. At this time last year, the Warriors had won, mm-hmm. and I said the Lakers are not close because that was the roster with Russ, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we started the year, and we kind of felt like, yeah, this is going to be another one of these messes. You know what I mean? And then they made the deal, and things changed very quickly. Uh, which is why we were urging them to make changes as soon as possible. Um, I believe had they made changes sooner, they perhaps may have had a better chance to coalesce um, and gain some chemistry. And who knows what would have happened in those scenarios. Also, LeBron's injury, the timing of it, like you can't really help that. But um, I believe that the Lakers are close, that this season, this offseason rather, is incredibly important for the Los Angeles Lakers' chances at a championship here in this window that they still have kind of cracked open here with LeBron and AD? See, I would say that um, you say it's an important time. I would say it's the end of the line. I would tell you that 
had the Lakers started this past season with the roster they ended the season with, had they gone to training camp, had they had an offseason, had they known who their roster was going into the year, and it was the roster we saw at the end, I think the Lakers could have been a three seed, a four seed. They could have been a two seed. Um, And they could have been in a much better position to get to that Western Conference Finals and, and win some games and maybe even moved on. They didn't. So now, this offseason, you'd like to have a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. And it, and I know that since the, the Western Conference Finals have ended, all we've talked about is how many of these guys are actually going to be back? Well, if we're being honest, the, we know two will be back. Max Christie will likely be back, uh, barring him being included in a deal. Um, I think that Austin Reeves and Rui will be back. So I can tell you for sure four. Um, anything beyond that, well, maybe not even for sure, but I can tell you with with fairly good certainty, those four, maybe a fifth with Christie. Um, everything else is up for grabs. And see, and this is my one. And by the way, that's not that's not a that's not a terrible situation to be in. It's not terrible, but what it does do is it means that at the beginning of the new season. We might be looking at another. Yeah, but that—that's fairly. That, that's a fair. That's that's plenty of continuity, Cap. When you're talking about like four, like four guys that are absolutely in your rotation for sure. Well, how many guys? Just for perspective's sake, how many guys um, did Denver have at the beginning of the of the season? How many? How many? Uh, well, like, they also six? had two guys eight? coming off of injury. Remember, and Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, who had missed, uh, you know the majority of the last two postseasons. You right, know? But, but when you throw in Jokic and you got a guy like Gordon, I'm just trying to get this Well, to, Gordon was this, added last year. Okay, so is it, do they, is it four, like, because you're talking about AD, LeBron. So Rui. they added this year, they mm-hmm. added Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Bruce okay. Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Green, Christian okay. Brown. I mean, that's, that's, one, that's, that's four guys. One, two, three, four guys in their yeah. rotation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not to mention, they got two guys back from injury. Um, so... I mean, although they had experience with the team. So, yeah, but four guys in their rotation. So they had, let's just say, we'll give you Murray and Porter, even though they had been gone for a long time. Yeah, because they're part of the organization. Due to injury. One, two, three. Gordon had only been there one year, had not played with Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. um, and barely played with Michael Porter. Um, so we should probably not even count Gordon, because his only real um, link was with Jokic. Um so yeah, I mean that's why I'm saying like there's there's plenty of turnover on these rosters on a regular basis I, like but, that. But I feel like the Lakers went out and made this trade when they did, and what we're talking about are all the guys who were part of that trade are all major question marks. You know, like like not one of those guys, not D'Angelo Russell, not Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, certainly not a Mo Bamba. I mean, these guys. Uh, I know I'm probably missing one of the names that came in at that time, but these, none of those guys are like shoo-ins to be back in fact they're all just big question marks about whether or not they're gonna be back yeah and, and listen I, I i just think that that the lakers are in a good spot because that's enough continuity com- in the nba comparatively speaking today like four guys coming back that are a big part of your rotation is is a good place to start mm. i don't know man i'd like to see i'd like to yeah see of course more. you'd like to see more but that's not rea- realistic there's always a lot of turnover in the bottom five of the roster, for sure, at the very least. Yeah, but bottom five, we're, we're talking about four guys we know for sure. Right, but I just told you there wasn't that many guys from the previous year on Denver. Mm. So that's the way it works. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just look at Denver and I think of them as being a more consistent. Well, because franchise. those three guys have been there for a while, but again, two of and them hadn't been there. Coach, but two of them hadn't been there for a minute. Well, the yeah. coach, I'll give you sure. Um, I just think you know what else I think is weird. I think it's weird. The NBA fans do this weird thing where they like they they did it with the Lakers. Now they're doing it with the Heat, and they did it with um, they did it with um, with Boston too. Where they like trash these guys who don't win the championship, like the stars of the teams that don't win the championship. Why? Who's being trashed? No, I'm just saying. I've seen it. Like, I it just that's just the internet does this, right? right Jimmy Where, Butler getting trashed. Yeah, and LeBron was getting trashed, and AD, and like you know, and I, you know, I've told them to go to hell. You know, all those people that that don't understand AD, um, and you know, the Boston guys took it. It's like, yo, man. They were all those guys were right there. You know what I'm saying? Like they were in the final four. Like I get it's not college, but like they were guys sitting at home for a long time that you're, you know, that were would love to be in those guys' spots. You know, I mean, listen, you you don't make it to the Super Bowl, but you make it to the AFC Championship game. I mean, listen, the goal was to get to make it and win to the Super Bowl. We, well, we got but to the AFC title game. We came but, up against Patrick Mahomes. But, we lost the game. You and, know, and I understand certain teams. Like, look, I mean, the Lakers clearly that's championship or bust. I get that. Trust me when I tell you that. But you do when you you're, understand that when you're when there's and even look, Pat Riley doesn't want anything but a championship either. I mean, you know, because he grew up with the Lakers. Um, so, like, I get that Boston too, for that matter. But you know. There are levels to this, right? Like, yeah, like for those teams, they want to win a championship. We understand that. But you, you've brought this up, and, and I've agreed. When you look at where the Lakers and Heat were, you know. Well, that, that's just it. The Lakers and the Heat are two teams that you might look at and say, hey, was this season a success or a failure? And everybody talked to Giannis and everybody heard his opinion on that. Dude, you were the number one seed and you got knocked out by the last seed in the conference. Um, it, it was a big deal and it was a failure. But for the Heat and for the Lakers, given what they had left on the roster, given how bodies were, et cetera, et cetera. Two things can be true at once. It, those teams want to win championships, but the season, the way it turned out, was a big surprise. There's yeah. no doubt. Uh, all right, coming up next, Radio Tinder, back-to-back award-winning Radio Tinder. And then Bergman's going to join us for the last question to give you some stuff, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little uh, full house. Sorry, I'm jamming out to it's the okay. song. It's okay. I love this show. <laughs> Take it away, producer Lindsay. It's a great song. No, I'm busy listening to this song. Great song, great show. So, um, it's Mary Kate Nashley Olsen's birthday. How old do you think they are? Oh man, they've got to be. Yeah, they're in their forties. Come on, forty-three. No, I was gonna no younger than that. I would say. Hmm, you said a guess. That show aired in the early nineties. Oh wait, maybe they could be close to forty. 37. Yeah, close. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man, like, oh, I remember when they were born. Obviously, like, they're, they're like, same age as me, but still. Yeah. That's Lindsay, crazy. Do you ever, Lindsay, do you ever look behind you when you're broadcasting the show? Because uh, Why would I, I look behind me? Well, I'll explain why. Because I watch on YouTube. Cody and DeAndre. And Cody and DeAndre are behind you, and Cody thinks he's part of, like, the Backstreet Boys. You know what I mean? Like, he got the dance moves right out of the Backstreet Boys videos. In sync. You know Get what it I mean? Right, oh, it's in sync. Bye, 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 whatever, yeah. whichever one is. Yeah, yeah. And DeAndre, we all know, we all know what a stud this guy is. I mean, come on. He sent me a bunch of pictures yesterday of me and him just all looking dope AF at the Mandy's. So yeah, Linz, look behind you. These guys are dancing. They're doing things. I'm sure they are, Cappy, but I'm also producing a radio show. So, you know, like I'm so get a mirror. me for not noticing. Get a I'm mirror. Working. I'm working. <laughs> look behind you, girl. Okay. Anyway, 
Uh, the College World Series has already had some great games, especially this past Sunday night when Stanford pitcher Quinn Matthews put on a brilliant performance. Not only did he get the complete game win, but Matthews also threw an insane 156 pitches to help his team beat the Texas Damn. Longhorns. Damn. However, baseball fans are kind of at odds about this whole situation. Yeah. Some congratulated him for his efforts, while other questioned why Stanford allowed him to throw that many times. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's okay that a starter in the College World Series was asked to throw 156 pitches in one game? So well, it wasn't even in the College World Series. It was in the College Regionals. Right. Um, in, the in the Super Regional. Um, tournament. Yeah. Um, so I'm very conflicted on this. Okay, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to swipe, but um, I'm very conflicted because it it is way too many pitches. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just to give you some context, Cappy, do you want to guess when was the last time a major league pitcher threw that many or more pitches? I'd say... uh, Let's just say how how long it's been since a a major league pitcher threw at least 150 pitches in a game. I'd say 40 years. No, that's too long. Didn't Santana do it at one point? No, the no. La- I know the last pitcher that How did many? it. Who did it? It was Roger Clemens with the Toronto Blue Jays in 1995 or six or something like that. Yeah, so that's like 30 years ago. Right. So it's been it's been almost 30 years. Yeah. So that part of me makes me think that's why I'm uncomfortable. The interesting part, the part where I'm not a hundred percent uncomfortable, is that first of all, this kid goes to Stanford. He's very smart, and interestingly enough, um, I want to say a week before he pitched 156 pitches um he came his previous start full start to that was june 2nd on june 2nd that same day he presented a um a presentation to his class and it that presentation was alternatives to Tommy John surgery. Mm. So he has actually researched alternatives mm-hmm. to Tommy John surgery because he feels like, you know, most pitchers, it's probably inevitable at some point or another. Um, and then he pitched a couple days later after that start on June 2nd on three days rest, only 66 pitches. But the school, the including the, the coaches, asked him and his parents if that was okay if he pitched on short rest. Mm-hmm. Um, he pitched on full rest, 156. So that part of it makes me think like, hey, this kid understands the ramifications. And by the way, he is a kid that could be drafted in the t- somewhere in the fourth to sixth round, according to most of the experts, because I've done I've read this story uh, at length over the last couple of days because I, I just I didn't know how to feel about it. Now, is this the same game where Texas and Stanford are playing and the kid from Stanford hits his pop fly and the Texas outfielder can't find the ball in the lights and it's a walk-off and it's like the kid never even went to no, make No, no, that was the next day. Okay. That was the next gotcha. day. So it was a three-game series. Texas won the first game because Stanford blew a five-run lead, okay? Or a three-run lead, rather. Um, and Texas scored five runs in the ninth inning. And... So that's the other part of the reason he wanted to pitch and go the whole distance because they they taught, they almost took him out in the ninth inning at 135 pitches. And he said, no, I want to get these guys out. And they kept him in. So, yeah, I'm very conflicted, but I feel like this kid understands the, um, the ramifications and is willing to understand um, that his career could be altered and understands that he may need to do some stuff to help alter his career. But... That's the only reason I'm in on it, because 156 pitches is way too many. Yeah, it is way too many. I'll tell you, man, George, where I'm conflicted is, is I watched my son play travel ball for all these years, and there were times when kids would pitch, and the coach would just leave him out there. And I'd be sitting there with a a parent going, are are you you okay with this? 
I've seen kids in like travel ball tournaments throw 140, 150 pitches. They're 15 years old. Yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, it's crazy. So it is amazing to me that this kid would be willing to sacrifice himself for his team and pitch that many balls. And you said, did he get the complete game? Did he get the win? Because you said you were. I guess he did. He did. He got the complete win. Yeah, they won. Wow. So I'm also there is a conflict of that's way too many pitches. But on the other hand, it's like this kid. He was willing to sacrifice his future just for this win. Just goes to show you how much he was willing to sell out for his teammates. I love it. Yeah, but it's still way too many pitches. So it's I both. Agree. It is uh, both. Two things can be true at once. Uh, again, <laughs> I've heard that twice today. Yeah. So two things. Sticking with baseball, Shohei mm-hmm. Otani stole the show with his clutch two homer performance in last night's Angels victory over the Rangers. His twenty home runs now lead the rest of the American League with homer number twenty. That means for the third straight season, Shohei once again reached twenty plus homers, hundred plus strikeouts in a single season, and he's the only player that's ever done that before, which is mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. Otani's hitting 391, 442, 848 with five home runs and 12 RBIs just in June alone. And of course, he's been like the engine of the Angels' recent success. Do you guys think that the Angels are going to end up trading him? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Uh, I'm going to swipe right. No, 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 no. I'm going swiping left. I'm swiping left. Did you, you know change what? your mind or did you get confused? I'm curious. Yeah, I got confused. Okay, Here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. I think they should trade him. I think that the Angels have to look at where they are right now. They're five games over 500, but they're behind Houston. They're behind Texas in their division. Could could they do something? Could they make it into the wild card? Maybe. But let's say they don't win the World Series and he walks for nothing. Now would be the time to be working a deal with the Dodgers to raid the Dodgers minor league system rebuild your entire system and for the Dodgers it's your time to get Otani inside and work on get, getting him a long-term deal I mean I just for some reason I think the Angels won't do what I'm saying so that's why I'm swiping left and saying I think the Angels will keep him the whole year uh, I agree swipe right I don't think the Angels are trading him especially if they're in it they would have to be completely out of it by July 31st, which is less than six weeks away. So I, I don't see that happening. Um, so I think they're going to ride it out. Let's which, say this which, is, but it, 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 it's not the prudent move, in my opinion. Let's say we're fast-forwarding a month, and today, instead of it being the 13th of June, it's July 13th. And mm-hmm. they're five and a half back in the West. Mm-hmm. One game out of the last wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Would you trade them? No. See, One I, game out of the last wild card spot? Yeah, no. I would. No, See, I, would. I would too. They're stupid if they don't trade him. I, I would trade him. No, also. if you're if you're one game out of the last wild card spot, you you gotta go for it. Yeah, but but go for what? I mean, what do you mean go for what? We've seen what wild I mean card teams win the World Series. True, but it's but it's play. not like a high well, no, percentage play. No, forget about that. We're just talking about baseball teams. Oh yeah, right, yeah. But, it, but it's not a high percentage play. If you were in first place and you know you were kind of running away with it, and you felt like, hey, we got the team this year. This is our team to win the World Series. I mean, George, I'm sure you'll do some research and tell us when the last team was that won the, the World Series. That was there are a, 14 teams in the wild card to reach the World Series. Reach. How many have won? Seven. Okay, interesting. So, again, you use the word prudent. The smart baseball move is trade him and restock your entire system. But if you're going to do that, you should do that like sooner rather than right. later. The smart business move is to try and play it out and then see if you can sign him but if you don't think you can sign him and you don't think you're going to win a World okay, Series... Okay, that's a different discussion if you don't think you but, can sign but him. But I don't think that there's well, any chance even, even if they did win right, the World Right, but we Series, were just strictly like, talking about baseball contention at that point. If you don't think you can sign him, then you have to absolutely trade him. 
I don't think that there's any chance he's staying there. Well, I'm just, I, I think you're referring to sign him. You mean also the money part of the equation. Well, I'm just saying that if the Angels don't feel like he will sign with them, regardless of the money, Which he's out. Do. He's right. going to right. the Dodgers. He's going to the Yankees. He's out of Anaheim. They're not a winning well, culture, I think that's, et cetera, Then et cetera. that's a conversation you have to have with his agent or whoever, and, or and him both, and just be like, hey, do you want to be here next year? Yes or no? And if you do, then we'll ride this out. If you don't, then we're going to trade you. Got to make a move. You cannot let like the best player, and maybe like you know the past 50 years or whatever, just well, no, walk I, Right, nothing. I get it, but you have to have, a, there has to be some semblance of a adult conversation that's been had in that But scenario. I think the Angels have a fear that if they let him go, they're showing their fan base and their team they're not serious about winning. Well, I think it's, yeah. but, anyway. but on the other hand, But on the other hand, it's like, dude, um, yeah. Restock your entire. You know system what? If they don't, guy. if they don't trade him, we should carry those Angel games, Greg Bergman. Since you're in the studio right now, we we're carrying a lot of those games anyway. Okay, but you good. need to trade him right now. You should have done it last year. He's well, not signing. That's a different with story. Last year because you weren't good last year, but now you're actually decent. So. Right? They're decent. At the at the best, yeah, they're decent. It's not like you know. It's not like you can't get into the World Series as a but wild card team. Even if they win the World Series, he's leaving. So so what? You got a World Series. You got yeah, but then though. you're getting nothing for oh, him. So what? It's crazy. At that point, I got the championship. I'm with George on that. If you win the World Series and he walks, okay, so be it. I Fine, but what's series. the odds that they actually win a World Series? Very very low. It's right. a low percentage right. play. But right. baseball is one of those wacky sports. We've seen we've seen that happen occasionally. I mean, the sure. Kansas City Royals sure almost won a World Series. Almost did it, but they were right there. Right there. Kansas City Indians. The Indians almost won. Right, but the Indians actually have been good. Um, the Guardians were good last year, yeah. yeah. Um, That's right. Be politically wacky. correct and call them the Guardians. Well, well they at were the, the time, Indians, they, they were. were the they were the Indians then. Last year, they were the Guardians. Correct. I was I was careful yeah, about right. that. No, not careful. It's just it was yeah. being factual. <laughs> All right, um, so last question here. Um, you know what? We're going to have to combine breaks because Bergman's in here. And you're already in here, so do you approve the combining Yeah, that's totally fine. Just put it in. There you go. All right. Just get out on time at the top. Yeah, we will. Um, Bergman can get more into detail about it, but essentially, uh, they're talking about the uh, 710 All-Star Friday night, mm -hmm. which is coming up on July 7th that we discussed earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, you know, there's going to be two team captains. One, you know, last year it was Team Cappy versus Team Mason. And mm -hmm. this year, I guess they've decided to make host of the year, Alan Sliwa, one of the captains. Oh, so, wow, Cappy, your captainship. You're going to be wow. stripped of your seat. Yeah, can't, now can't, the dilemma. Uh, the dilemma. Can't have a problem with that. I mean, well, you got to give it up. you got to yield to the host of the year. Okay, well, I was going to ask the dilemma. Wow, you're going to yield. Who should be wow. the second, this the was second quick. captain? You're just going to give it up? No, no. Hold on. You guys didn't let me finish. Oh, you're saying that oh. Mason should potentially give it up. Well, let's think about it for a second. On one hand, you have the host of the year, Alan Sliwa. Can yeah. we all agree that Alan is deserving of being one of yes. the yeah. one of the captains. Yes, yes. Okay. he is absolutely deserving of being the uh, yeah. one of the captains. Yeah. Okay, now here's a question for you. Yeah, um, who won show of the year this year? Well, you guys did. It's not on cap. That's a good point. That's right, Debbie. and I so, will be there. Right. So as a representative of the show of the year and the host of the year. So for example, Bergie, think about it like this: Last year, I was host of the year, and Mason and Ireland were show of the year. This year, Sliwa mm. is host of the year. He gets a team, and we get a team. And because George is out, I get to call it my team, blah, blah, blah. We can call it Sedano and Cap. I don't really care. So, counterpoint, mm -hmm. Mason won. His team won last year oh, in the All-Star Friday night. They did, because you gave up the yams. Also, true, true. also, as George so eloquently pointed out in mm -hmm. our Show of the Year acceptance speech, Mason and Ireland, they are the anchor 
of the station. Engine. Engine, engine of yeah. the station. We're the caboose. Well, caboose. So what are you saying? Cappy? Do you think it should be I don't know. I'm Mason torn. And, and, I'm torn. No, you're not, girl. Be real. You said Mason. Well, I did. that was before Cappy brought up the point <laughs> about- snitching. We find show of the year, so you do have a good point with that, Cappy. I really am torn. I said you, Cap, because you were host of the year- Last year, so it'd be like last year's winner. This year, were you the winner. host of the year when we went to that? When we did that event, yes, yes, yes okay. he was. Yes, so he that's was. why I said Cappy. Here's what I think, Greg. I think that going forward, there should be a rule that host of the year gets a team, and, and the show winner of the year gets a team. No, the winner of the All Star Friday night, the manager of that team, should also be a manager the next year. Well. Now let me ask you this question: mm. If you, yeah, I mean, if Mason's if you, team won, that that is true. That is true. But You're these not lying are, there. I was on Cappy's rules. team, so I should be upset. <laughs> right, but, but these rules are being made as we go. Right. You're still blaming Kurt Sandoval for a really tough catch. It was. It was a. It hit his glove. Ball. It was a it makes it an error. Falling if it hits, if it hits your glove. Over your crappy fence. I was going to say you guys need better fencing. I, mean, I didn't buy the fence. Hey, so so really, what it comes down to is this: It sounds like a decision has been made. Sliwa is going to get one team. And it sounds to me I like think Mason you and Mason. I think you and Mason should do a twerk should duke off. Duke it out. Yeah, I think there should be a Team fight cap. between you Anno- and Mason another, tomorrow. Another twerk off. How about a home run derby between me and Mason? The twerk off is a good idea. Oh my god, that yeah. could take forever. None <laughs> yeah, of you are no home runs. We have to. I want to have this decided by tomorrow. You and Mason tomorrow figure it out in crosstalk, or you can come on to Mason in Ireland. Whatever you want to do. I have a great idea. Yeah, I have a great idea. Yeah. I say Sliwa gets a team, and me and Mason take a team. As in you and Mason. But why does Mason want to have the losing manager of the other team on his team? Well, let me ask you a question, Greg. Yeah? Is the roster exactly the same from last year? No. Well, then then his team didn't actually win last year. Yeah, that... mm, See, it's Team Cappy, Greg. I'm sorry. Well, technicality, but also, like, what's if you win a World Series, the next year you don't technically have exactly the same players. That's a fair point as well, Cappy. Well, why don't you just give Mason back his entire roster from a year ago so they can defend their title? Some guys can play, some guys can't play. You know, it just depends on what's going on. Let's ask Beto Duran, because we were going to bring him on anyway to talk about the crazy boxing event that he was on. Mm Uh, but first, let me tell you about our friends. Uh, Radio Tinder is presented by uh, our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small-batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Find tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, Beto. So I'm we playing have- basketball with uh, Kurt Cartosian on Saturday. You are? Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, Beto, lay this out, Greg, for Beto, and let Beto um, be, you know, weigh in on this conversation. All right, Beto. So, All-Star Friday Night's coming up, where you were one of the stars, actually, and since Alan Slee was now host of the year, we are going to give him one of the teams. He's going to be the manager of one of the teams. Now, last year, it was Team Cappy versus Team Mace. We're trying to figure out who the other manager should be. Ooh, um, uh, it's got to be CY. Wow, so you're going no Cappy or, no, or, or no Mace. Yeah, so Cappy's yeah, saying no, that because, he should be because he's a part of the show of the year, and I'm saying Mason should be the next coast. Should, should be Mason Cappy should be any, because he won, his Cappy team won. Win, no, Cappy didn't win anything individual, so Sliwa did. He gets a team, and CY was your co-host on the red carpet. He looked dapper. There you go. But I think what's happening here, Beto, is is that what they're trying to decide is they're going to give Sliwa one of the teams. Do they let Mason be the captain of the other team because his team, your team, won last year? 
Or do they let me have the other team? Actually, here's I your was, decision. Okay. Beto should be the other team Ooh. captain since Ooh. he won the game. That's not a bad call. No, because I didn't win a Mandy, so I, I don't deserve that. Uh, but you won but the game. What? Yeah, but it didn't matter. I didn't win that. Uh, you know what? If I had to choose between Mason or Cappy, it's Cappy all day. I mean, come on now. See, the circle I is here. I said Feel Team Cappy. Team Cappy. Mason is going to be mad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How mad is Mason going to be if he's not a captain? Oh, he's going to be furious. <laughs> but, but let's, okay, but seriously. Wait, Donna may be listening. Sorry. Donna is listening. Yeah. I just think uh, it no, makes sense. Call it, should, it should be Cappy because Cappy cares about this and Cappy can play. Okay, Mason hold on. Hurt before that. Greg had a good point. Lindsay, get another line and put Mason <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> right. Now, wait, before Mason comes on the air, hey, Beto, you're right. Yes. The, the fact that you didn't win the most athletic moment of the year with the walk-off home run. Which I said you should have won, even and though the, I was up there. And, and by the way, Kurt or, Sandoval should have won the least athletic moment oh of the Jesus. year when he dropped that ball. But I think this... Um, you served it up. I know. You should have won that award. I don't know who voted for George as pickleball play-by-play guy. Clearly like, the I, people. I liked it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was standing there watching the whole thing go down. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, I mean, yeah, Beto, yeah. You, you really got you got jobbed. Hey, I don't care. As long as the, the, the best show in the station wins, that's all that matters. Hear that, Bergie? Yeah. Had, you guys won show of the year. That's why I voted for, for Man of the People. Now, Beto, here's the thing. We're all, here. we're all together here. That's, right. that's what matters because we root for each other. Right. Now, Beto, here's the thing. You left the Mandy's on Saturday. And this whole mm-hmm. Mayweather Gotti thing that happened on Sunday, I wouldn't have known about. It, I swear to God, dude, I wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't for your social media. Can you? Everybody's yeah. seen the video by now. What happened? Okay, so the the fight got stopped because they were talking trash to each other back and forth. They were cursing at each other in the middle of the fight. Mayweather is toying with John Gotti's grandson, um, and Mayweather is the cheering section behind me was all the Gotti family and friends. They all had gaudy shirts and hats. Mayweather's over there poking at him like wrestling. It's an exhibition. The fight gets stopped, and then after the fight gets stopped, Gotti goes after Mayweather, and that's when the best punch was thrown by Gotti during the fight. He didn't do a damn thing. And then uh, Mayweather security jumps in. It was such a cluster because when the broadcast started, there were people with cameras in front of me. Everybody had a credential ringside. And I had to say, move your cameras, I can't see. And as soon as everybody started running into the ring, my table got pushed against the ring. My chest hit the table. And I said on the broadcast, we are gone. And I grabbed Claudia Trejos, the fantastic Claudia Trejos, and Antonio Tarver, and we ran out. I grew up in Colson, man. When something happens like that, it pops off. You don't want to be an innocent bystander. I took off. We went to the back. And as we were in the loading dock, and mind you, it's home of the Florida Panthers, FLA Live, and that's when... The, the reality star females started going at each other. And it was just crazy, man. You see the videos. You saw my Instagram. I booked it as soon as I could, man, because my table was getting slammed into the ring. There was nowhere to go. So you're in the back now, like in the loading dock, and is it just you and yeah. Tarver? And what was the, the young lady's name that you mentioned? Claudia Trejos, the fantastic Claudia Trejos, who's a fantastic reporter. So she was our partner. So we went in the back in the loading dock, and we're like, what the heck? As we're running out of the building, that's when the fights, you can see behind us, the fights started happening in the crowd. And I'm like, no, we're gone. Through the loading dock, and we all look at each other. What happened? And then we see a, a rush of people coming through the tunnel. 
you know, like a Staples Center, the same tunnel that you have there. When yeah. You want to the court, yeah. you see a bunch of people running out, and that's when the women went at it. So uh, it, it, it was crazy, man. It was people ask me, "Oh, it was scripted, right?" Like if it was scripted, I didn't get a script because those punches being thrown were real, man. Yeah. The yeah. Gotti people were jumping all over, like the, the barricade. It was it was intense. Now is Gotti like the crime family Gotti? Yes, the grandson John Gotti, the the grandson of the uh, John Gotti. That guy. Is he a fighter, or is he like one of these guys who's a YouTuber who wants to become a fighter? No, he uh, he was like 5-1 in MMA, and then he was like 2-0 in boxing. And him, Floyd, throughout the whole week, they took over the Fountain Blue in Miami. Uh, it was like a big, like, they went back and forth. Floyd got $10 million for an exhibition appearance. And it was at SLAI, like I said, home of the Panthers. They sold probably about 10,000 tickets, but there was a performance and then a fight. A performance and a fight. Osuna was there. Lunai, who had like 10 million followers, he's a reggaeton guy, was supposed to perform after the fight. That didn't happen. Um, you know, Nicky Jam was there. Uh, Luis Fonsi was there. Like, Despacito, all the, everybody could think about the reggaeton world was there. And it just, it, it was just mayhem when it all happened. I, like, people were like, oh, you should have stayed and got content. I'm like, you know what kind of people get content? Those are the kind of people that get hit or run over, man. That's not me. <laughs> so how'd you wind up going from the arena when you're in the back at the loading zone? Like, the calls would be, all right, hey, uh, we're ready to go to the airport now. Can somebody come find us? I'll drop a pin. <laughs> no. We ran out. So once we saw the female fighting going on back and forth, and you could see it, it's all over. And there's like it's just crazy in the loading dock area. Um, and then more people started running out. And you know, when you see a mob of people running out, we just booked it. Um, and I ran out, and then luckily Claudia was parked right in the loading dock. We jumped in her car, and we took off. Damn. And Antonio Tarper, we're like, what happened to him? And then he's over there on Instagram Live recording the the, the girl fight. <laughs> That's dude. It was insane. You could see your. I love how you could see your hand in like the sea of people, though. Like I thought oh it was hilarious, God. and you could hear yeah, you like saying, "Are they stopping it?" And then you were like, "Whoa, yeah!" Like you went, yeah. like you were like, you know, like yeah, in the midst the of all of it. Yeah, yeah. They I kept the referee mic on, so I got drowned out. So you couldn't hear my voice, George. I legit. My director Jeff was fantastic. I worked with him. Boxing said, "If you guys got to go, you got to go." And I was like, okay, it's getting crazy in here. And then that's when I got shoved from behind. And I literally said on the air, mind you, it's pay-per-view. I said, F that, we're gone. And I put the headset <laughs> down, grabbed my backpack, and gone. I cuffed on the air. I mean, not that it matters. I mean, it's pay-per-view. pay-per-view. It doesn't matter. But, but, dude, that's how, like, I forgot about being a professional. Because yeah. once you get shoved from behind, forget that. I'm yeah, at, yeah. And, I, like, everybody around us was like six, six, seven. Well, Laura's shoving me from behind, saying that we got to go in 15 Bye. seconds. So, Team Cappy, Team Cappy, Team Cappy. All right. See you later, bro. Thanks, Beto. There it is. All right. We'll be back in three and a half minutes. Ramona's going to join us to join in on this softball conundrum, and maybe we'll ask her a couple of questions about uh, the NBA season and what the Lakers could do or the Clippers could do, et cetera. Next.